Buying a mattress can be tough. With so many choices, it's overwhelming. Where do you even start? Introducing Bedmatch, a patented diagnostic system that determines your pressure points and recommends the mattresses that are best for your individual sleep needs. Sounds easy, right? It is, and it's found only at Mattress Warehouse. Try Bedmatch at a mattress warehouse near you. Visit sleephappens.com for locations and get free next day delivery on select purchases. Mattress Warehouse. SleepHappens.com Handle on the News Late Edition Handle on the News Love Bill Handel. He always makes me laugh. And now, here's Bill Handel. On a Friday, uh, January 29, and a lot is going on. Uh, on the COVID front, uh, there's some uh, actually pretty good news. A uh, number of hospitalizations in the country went down 3,000, so we're at 104,000, which actually is, uh, it's been declining, uh, declining for the last several days, a week. Deaths are still horrific, over 4,000. Uh, and uh, cases uh, are still north of 100,000. So right now, the news is pretty good, but we think it's a blip. Or at least I'm believing people that it's a blip. Scientists. Well, we'll see. Uh, but then again, uh, Mr. Optimism reigns supreme uh, within me. Uh, let's do it. Handle on the news, a late edition. And it is a super segment. No commercials till the end of uh, the hour. And it's with, uh, oh, let me get this thing going here. Uh, yeah. Oh, good Lord. Uh, uh, sorry about that. Uh you just yeah. wanted to see Wayne's pretty face. I did. I, I want to see. Uh, I, I want to see Wayne's oh, face, and I forgot because I was. Cause I was um, this time for here we good. go. There's okay. Wayne's face. There you go. All right, Mute. Wayne. Yep. Lovely. Fantastic. It is Friday. Neil will be here at nine thirty. Yeah, thank is you. Is he going to talk about that stupid mac and cheese? Uh oh no! I you know the the pink mac and cheese. Make it stop. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. No, I don't think so. But let's do the news. Uh, lead story. Strong winter storm. Uh, I defer to our strong winter storm lady, Jennifer. All right. Your strong winter storm report includes we got about an inch, a little bit over an inch of rain in L.A. last night. That brings us about three inches from the total rainfall, the normal total rainfall that we have for this time of year. So we're still a little behind. We've got another storm coming in Tuesday into Wednesday. Probably not as heavy as this one, obviously, but it's in the mountains where there are forecasters who are saying in the Sierra today they could have 10 inches of snow. That's great news. Uh, it's wonderful news, especially for the snowpack. So I did specifically ask for you this morning, Handel, when I talked with the National Weather Service, whether or not they had an, a current snowpack report. They said no, because they are waiting until all the storms get done. Then they'll put the stick in the ground. And as soon as I know the stick report, I'll let you know. Okay. So uh, I have to wait. That's probably the most important news you could ever have. <laughs> I mean, World War Three could break out, but I'd rather have the snowpack report. Johnson & Johnson's experimental COVID-19 has proven, vaccine has proven 85% effective. And that's in preventing severe illnesses. So researchers say nobody who got the vaccine had to go to the hospital. But these numbers aren't as good, obviously, as the Pfizer or Moderna. But these vaccines don't have to be kept at the freezing temperatures that the other ones have to be kept at. Also, it doesn't look like they are as good at the different variants of COVID-19. Yeah. So 
the regular one that we had in the beginning that caused the fever, that's the one that it's showing the efficacy on. But these new variants that we're seeing come in from the UK and uh, South Africa, those are the ones where they're saying, eh, it's not as good as the others. Yeah, and we're inured to this. Actually, we're uh, looking at this and have a uh, just a, a weird perception. Because Moderna and Pfizer are 80 or 95% effective, we're looking at Johnson, which is 66% effective overall, 85% as, as you said, the most serious that would be a home run beyond home runs uh, normally. Now, it's only 66% effective. Uh, I'll wait for the Moderna, and I'll wait for uh, Pfizer. Now, I wonder, though, if if this is one dose, their, their shot is one dose, could yes. they give two doses? And if they did, could they see that efficacy rise to the levels of Pfizer and Moderna? Don't know. Uh, and I don't know whether the testing uh, took that into consideration. It's not a it's it's not based on a two dose platform. So it's designed to just be one. Correct. Yes, exactly. Right. From the beginning. Fact finding in Wuhan. A team from the World Health Organization is at the hospital uh, where the first COVID-19 patients were treated in China as part of their fact finding mission on the origins of the coronavirus. So there they are sniffing around. And uh, well, I'm assuming that China has pretty well covered up uh, anything that uh, the scientists could say. Yeah, it started right there and pointed to it uh, because they did such a great job of covering up initially. China does not like uh, when uh, people, organizations, uh, anybody, countries criticize China. Uh, They have a lot. The the entire uh, Asian culture I was about to say oriental culture, but I don't think you can do that. Uh, it, it's a matter of face. Uh, saving face is very important. And, uh, you know, to show that you're wrong, you're wrong. Now, how's, I always get confused. Uh, rugs are Asian. People are oriental. Do I no, have that right? That no, the it's the other way around. And I bet you're not confused. I, I always, bet you're not actually confused. I bet that's, a, that's just a uh, pretext for you. Let's move on. Well, normally we take a break right now, but it's a Friday super segment, so we keep going to the top of the hour. Despite the pandemic, there is still 25% of football fans who say, screw it, I'm going to a Super Bowl party. Now, it does change a little bit when it comes to whether you're an avid sports fan, because there are tons of people who go to Super Bowl parties just because they want to go to the party and couldn't care less about the actual game. But... They say that 64% of adults said they would not go to a party. 11% said they were uncertain. Among those who were the avid sports fans, the share who said they would gather with members outside their household increased to 40%. Yeah. So if you care about the game, you're willing to risk it more than people who won't. All right. So what are the odds makers? What are they saying? Uh, How many points for Kansas City? How many for uh, Tampa Bay? Uh, how many people are going to get COVID and how many people are going to die? Uh, the odds makers are going nuts on this one. I'm not going to a Super Bowl party. Are you? Of course Jen? not. No. Okay. It'll be me and the dogs and the cats. Wayne, you stuff. going? To a Super Bowl party? Yeah. yeah. No, sir. Alex? Oh, God, no. Oh, yeah, that's right. You, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, asking Alex. Uh, she won't come in the building. Uh, we're talking to her. She's on the street corner. And uh, John? No, absolutely not. 
Okay, so uh, there's a, a much l- less of a chance for any of us to get uh, the dread disease. I wonder, and I'm, I'm not calling anybody out, nobody has to answer me, if there were L.A. teams in the Super Bowl, would it make a difference? Well, here in Southern California, it would. Yeah. Of course it would. Okay. Or, uh, I don't know oh, if it would. We're not moving on? All right. No, I just want, I just, I was let's, so. Let's sit I was here so, with this thing a while longer. Yeah, let's just move on. Consumer spending down for two straight months. Uh, November was the bigger drop, an adjusted 0.7% drop. December, a 0.2% drop. Uh, Economists looking squarely at the pandemic is the reason for this. At some point, uh, this has got to catch up. As the economy seems to be doing worse, the market seems to be doing better. Uh, The market has not recognized there is a pandemic yet. The stock market has always been divorced from the economy anyway. Not necessarily. Oh, yeah. The stock market has little to do with the economy and much to do with what algorithms and people think is might happen in the future. Okay, so with that in mind, let's take a survey. How many people think that we're, number one, not in trouble Uh, Number two, the economy is uh, going to at least stay flat, if not go north. Uh, Are we paying attention to uh, anything that's going on in the news? All right. Yeah, you know, we can argue this all day. Janet Yellen, by the way, is uh, speaking on CNN right now about the state of the economy. So as soon as I get done with this, I'll go back and listen to what she said. Have you ever noticed she speaks with a very low voice? Uh, Very ironic, isn't it? (laughs) took me a second (laughs) democrats have rejected republicans plan to split the 1.9 trillion dollar coronavirus rescue plan so they were hoping to sort of split it up into chunks but democrats said no way with the high unemployment numbers and the economy we can't waste any time going over this kind of stuff now Two things. First off, if this does go through, which probably you'll have since it's, you know, democratically controlled, the House yep. and Senate push it oh, through. Oh, squeak by. So, and that will be a big success for President Biden. And if it hadn't been pushed through in any way, that would have been a big failure this early on in the presidency. Yeah. But I, I, I don't I don't think it's going to be known as a big success. Uh, you don't think because, so? No. I'll because tell it was you already why. planned? No, no, because his entire premise is... Uh, uh, is actually cooperating with uh, the other side. But how, uh, if he has to push it through with muscle from Democrats, how is that cooperation? Because with the he other has side? the Democrats uh, no matter what. So it, that's he doesn't have to negotiate with the Democrats. So when he is talking about uh, the parties getting together, when he was talking about compromising, et cetera, it has to do with him bringing Republicans into, uh, if not the fold, at least willing to talk to him and compromise. If they have to, if it has to pass with the one vote, Kamala Harris, uh, to break the tie, then what happens that the entire premise of Joe Biden's approach to government disappears? He does not then have the ability to bring uh, the Republicans to the table to negotiate. That's gone. So what you have is uh, you still have the divisiveness and he's done nothing to stop it. And it's a big deal for him. So just bringing a vote 
and he wins by one vote, a tiebreaker, and he already has the Democrats, I don't think it's going to help him at all politically. And uh, the reason, uh, another reason why the Democrats are saying no to this, they just don't trust the Republicans. There's, uh, Nancy Pelosi saying, why bother? You guys are going to say no to everything anyway. Simply because we have a, a Democratic president. So those are the reality of politics. And I made that when, up, by the way. Just I want to let you know my phenomenal uh, interpretation of all that and analysis. I, just, I read that on the wall. Now let's just move on. And President Biden is already getting heat for all those executive orders that he's been signing. I got no rules, I count them. Now, it's one thing when uh, Mitch McConnell criticizes President Biden and says that's not very that's not very consistent with being a consensus builder that you're sitting down and doing all this stuff with a stroke of a pen. However, when the New York Times editorial board runs an editorial saying ease up on the executive actions, Joe, which was the headline, that's something. It's not going to stop him. No, but I'm saying it, it, it means that it isn't just political opponents no, who are giving true. grief about he, No, he is moving very, very quickly. There are a lot of moderate Democrats that are looking at what he's doing and eyebrows are being raised. I mean, one of his major positions is to simply undo, <clears throat> undo everything that Trump has done effectively and prove to us he's undoing it. I, I, and I'm sure he's told his wife... Jill, there will be no Louis Vuitton in our house. That is simply never going to happen. We're going to change things dramatically. You know, I think one thing that on the other side that he's being criticized for not doing one of the executive orders is the one on immigration. And people are asking, why are you postponing this plan for immigration? So talking about, remember, the migrant families at the border that were separated? He said he was going to put them back together. And he, for whatever reason, all sources at the White House are saying is that immigration orders are being delayed. And we don't know why, and we don't know for how long. Well, there's only so much uh, when you talk about what he can do. He can only pick up the pen so many times without his hands cramping up. And he already uh, stopped the uh, border wall. Uh, he's already expanded DACA, stopped the deportation order of DACA recipients. Uh, he has, um, uh, he's, what, what else has he done in terms of immigration? I think opened up asylum. Uh, applications. I think so. He's he's on his way. Specifically, though, on this one, this is one that he promised on day one. All right. If he hadn't said on day one, nobody could say anything, and they could do exactly you know point, point to all the things. But he added a bust to the Oval Office of one of the most vocal um, opponents of illegal immigration that this country has ever seen, Cesar Chavez. Oh, now, I don't know if Joe Biden knows that about Cesar Chavez, but um, it makes you wonder if he's a little bit more on the fence and he's doing some things that he's cool with and there are other things, even things he may have promised that at the end of the day, he's not comfortable with. Or he put the bust in there and he didn't know. Or there's that. Or it's in a bowl full of grapes. Who the hell knows? The Justice Department is investigating Elon Musk's SpaceX right now. And this is over a complaint of hiring discrimination from a non-U.S. citizen who says that when SpaceX made inquiries about his citizenship status, 
He told them that he wasn't a citizen and that he was denied then a position with the company. So the DOJ goes to SpaceX. They ask for, hey, give us some paperwork on this. Tell us what you did. Show us your math kind of thing. And while they would acknowledge that, no, they didn't hire this guy, they didn't give up the information. And I think this is one of those cases where, um, you know, when you accuse a politician of cheating and when the politician goes up to the microphone and goes, yes, I cheated. And then the media looks at each other and has to walk away because they have nothing else to go on. Why didn't why didn't SpaceX just go? Here is why. Here's the paperwork. See you later. Have a nice day. Now they're under investigation. And let me give you a reality check. Uh, I was lucky enough to be invited to visit the SpaceX plant uh, in Hawthorne. And uh, I was told by uh, the person who invited me, you happen to be a space person, uh, saying, bring your passport. Uh, You have to prove you're an American citizen. They only let citizens into into I'm serious. Really? I'm not kidding you. Yeah. Because of secrets? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, because they would they I they told me specifically you have to be a U.S. citizen to walk into the plant. Interesting. That was absolute. Well, then how come they didn't just tell that to the DOJ? I don't know. Do I'm just telling you. Here's I'm telling you platform. my experience. Maybe they've changed the rules because it's been a few years. Uh, but uh, that's what happened to me. Interesting. Uh, the Chateau Marmont, famous Hollywood hotel and place of John Belushi's death is being sued for uh, discrimination. Of course it is. Every company out there. The gist of the lawsuit is that they uh, kept promoting white people to better jobs and not people of color. They're turning that into a private um, hotel where you will have to buy a membership and pay money whether or not you want to stay there. If you ever want to stay there, you're going to have to pay them a yearly membership fee just to be able to one day get a room there. Well, uh, let's talk uh, about a Disneyland story. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. John, Disneyland is giving what it calls legacy pass holders a new title. And apparently you've got more perks coming your way. So everybody got very upset earlier this year when Disneyland said that it was not going to have its annual pass holders. It wasn't going to renew that, right? Well, now they said to show our appreciation until the new membership offerings are announced. We thought we would give a couple of perks and a new title to the order. So you are a legacy pass holder, which which means that you're just not a regular person who can't get into the park. You are a legacy pass holder who can't get into the park. John, uh, have uh, you received your uh, legacy uh, passport yet or legacy holder pass? No. First of all, though, I want to thank the Walt Disney Company for doing this. Uh, And I just want everyone on this show to refer me as Legacy John uh, (laughs) here going forward. So, Bill, when you say good morning, say good morning, Legacy John. I'll say good morning, Bill. John, what are they? Do they have pictures of you having sex with a goat? Is that what's going on? Because I have never seen such a sycophantic suck up to an organization like you have with Disney. All right, first Someone's got to be blackmailing you for this. No, absolutely not. First of all, it is a horse, actually, instead, not a goat. Um, but, side that, note... That's on the record. <laughs> just want to point that out. So, uh, what is that? A statement against interest? Therefore, yes. it's inherently reliable. Yes. Your Honor. 
<laughs> um, you know that the perks or whatever that the legacy pass holders are getting basically boil down to you can buy stuff from us at a discount. Yeah, you have to buy stuff. Which yeah, is what that's point. what they're giving you is the privilege oh. of spending more of your money on their crap. But couldn't you couldn't you already do that? Didn't you already get a discount, John? At a, about a thirty-five percent uh, discount. Yeah, it just that's huge. On the I don't think tier. they're gonna do. I don't think they're gonna do better than that. Uh, let's do uh, a, a legal story real quick. I mean, there's some fun ones, but uh, let's go to fourteen uh, with Subway. Uh, oh, that's just, that's just too good a story. Because how can we not talk about a non-tuna mixed concoction? Yum. Subway yeah. is being sued that because its tuna apparently isn't actually tuna and it might not even be fish. There were two people in California who claimed that the company intentionally made false and misleading representations about oh, tuna. On. I know. I mean, being I, used as an ingredient. Yeah. But, well, they, how but they're not saying what it really is. Right. And Didn't there is there is a photo of one of the subway shops, uh, you know, with the, uh, you know, the big sign above that gives you the, the sandwich, how much it costs. And it says, our tuna is exclusively dolphin. Uh, and, oh, no. Oh, Bill. I mean, no, no offense to Subway. Maybe it's a lovely tuna sandwich. But who wants the, and I quote, this is Subway's thing, the flaked tuna blended with creamy mayo, then topped with your choice of crisp, fresh veggies. A flaked tuna well, that's how they come flake tuna. It's not like you get a chunk of tuna. But still, to just... And you do it with mayonnaise. And I, I mean, I love tuna salad. Um, and I chop up onions and uh, eggs and um, celery in it. And uh, it's a crunchy, nice... Uh, and and, and you use it to spackle holes in the wall. Yeah, I do. Oh, and uh, I certainly afterwards. do. And, and tuna without dolphin is not really very good tasting. I'll uh, stop at that, okay? There you are. A flipper. Yeah. I have a couple of lines about that, too, which I'm not going to get into. Yeah, that's right. Papadillas in all these sizes are just $6. Wings, chicken poppers, cheese sticks, garlic knots, desserts, they're all just 6 bucks at PapaJohns.com.